Hello folks, this is Refinement, not Retirement again, the podcast that favours refining your life over retiring from it. My name is Tony Coe and I'm joined today by my soulmate, life partner and long-suffering wife, Christine. How are you today, Christine? <laughs> A bit tired, really. <laughs> I can't tell you why. I feel exhausted. <laughs> Well, I think I've got an idea why you might feel exhausted. Um, we've been um, offline for a couple of weeks because we're just back from a very big and exhausting family holiday. Uh, we went with, well, how many people were we? 20 in total? Well, I thought it was 20, but I think it was 18, actually. 18, okay. Well, nearly yeah. 20. Uh, we went um, to the Dordogne region of France. We uh, rented a lovely big house uh, near Bergerac, about 15 minutes from drive from Bergerac uh, airport. Uh, some of us flew there, we didn't, and that's what we want to talk to you about. Um, we realise that we're making a little deviation from our, our Florida story. Um, we, we started in our last episode uh, called A Place in the Sun, Our Refined Life in Florida, Florida Part 1. Uh, do listen to that if you haven't uh, listened to it. We, but we will be continuing that story, which is likely to have, uh, likely to consist of several episodes, um, and uh, we will get back to that story. But we didn't. We like to sort of do things as they. We want to talk about things as they are happening in our lives as much as we possibly can. And uh, so, since we've just had this experience, uh, we thought we would share it with you. Uh, we got a lot of interest when we did um, an episode about four episodes ago when we talked about our electric car experience. So uh, we've we've owned um, electric cars since about 2017, I think. Um, if you if, that might not be accurate, but it will tell you in that episode because we stuff that we said in that episode will be accurate, I hope. Um, and uh, this this experience of going to France uh, is our first time driving an electric car abroad. Um, so it, this was exciting for us, uh, seeing how that worked out. Uh, we, we have two Teslas. We have a, a Tesla Model Y, which is the sort of bigger SUV type. Um, that's not the one with the big falcon wing doors that I think they're pretty much discontinuing uh in the uk it's the the smaller suv than that but it's still a big car it's great for a trip like this because it has so much cargo space and then there's our more our daily car which is the tesla model 3 uh which we run around uh, locally in uh, most of the time but it's also great for long journeys both cars do about the same sort of have about the same sort of range uh, which is about 300 um, miles uh, each, a bit a bit more than that. Um, and so this was going to be a big experience for us, seeing what it was like driving thousands of miles, because this was a 2,000-mile round trip, roughly, um, and we wanted to see how we got on in terms of charging, because it's one thing to be driving locally where you can come back to your house and charge charge it up overnight and you've got a full tank the next morning. But when you're driving hundreds and hundreds of miles at a stretch, uh, things are rather different. 
So uh, we went in two cars. The reason for that was um, my son-in-law was uh, my son-in-law Brad uh, was driving the what we call Big Red, which is the SUV. He has a uh, he has two small. He and my daughter Tracy have two small ch children, um, and uh, they come, as you know, all know, <laughs> children come with a lot of stuff. Right. So um, that's what we that, that sort of setting setting the framework. Have I left anything out yet, Chris, in terms of freight starting the story off? No, don't think so. No. OK, so we want to tell you about how we got on. Uh, so we left Elmley Castle in the northern northern Cotswolds uh, at about 6.15, 6.30 in the morning in order to make the first leg of the trip, which was down to the shuttle in Folkestone. That all went beautifully, didn't need to charge uh, to get there. It got there very comfortably. Uh, we charged both cars, at least we thought we had charged both cars, and this, oh, was, yes. our, this was our first little wrinkle. Uh, they have a, Seems they a have, long time ago since that. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Lots happened. Um, we, we had our first little wrinkle there um, at the ferry at uh, the shuttle, sorry, not the ferry, the shuttle terminal um, in Folkestone. They do have Tesla um, superchargers there. Um, not many, though, because they're doing a lot of work there at Folkestone. I think they had the about moment. four or six or something like that. Yes, yeah, so I think there's like a lot that. of renovating going on, I think. There is, but they, we, we didn't have to wait to charge or anything like no, that. No, we didn't. There was, no. there, was, there was plenty of capacity there. Um, and uh, we plug both cars in. And the beautiful thing about a Tesla, using a Tesla, is that you don't need to get out any apps or cards or anything. You literally just plug the car in um, and it recognizes the car and it charges, it, it sends the charge to your, your account. It takes the money out of your account um, and you don't have to worry. You just plug and unplug. Unfortunately, um, Brad, uh, who was this is his first experience driving an all electric car, um, and something must have got touched on the app or something because we found we got a message on the app, or he got a message on his app, uh, saying that the um, we were about to get charged for idling. So let me explain that. Uh, you may. You're not. Uh, in, you may not be familiar with how um, one of the big bugbears of driving an electric car is when people park uh, their electric car and leave it on the electric car, leave it in the electric car charging bay after it's finished charging. Um, and obviously, you don't want that happening because it means that the the charger is blocked until the person comes back from their lunch or whatever they're doing uh, to remove the car even though it's been it might have been there for hours without actually charging it's a real problem but tesla thought of all this as they thought you know when when they developed their uh, charging network they're the only car manufacturer that's done that uh, they thought about all that and they they introduced a system whereby if the system sees that your car has finished charging and yet is still tethered to the charging um, unit, 
it will start that the the system will start charging you taking money out of your account for what it calls idle fees and they are significant so what had happened is uh, that something had been touched, I think, on the app. This is my theory, my working theory. And uh, that stopped the car charging. And so the system thought this car has is... is well, the system was right. <laughs> uh, the car was sitting in the bay, tethered to the unit, but not actually charging. And that is a, you know, a naughty step matter. So... Uh, I got a message um, saying that um, actually this was the first time this has ever happened to me. I've never done that before. Um, and and therefore I learned that the first time you get put on the naughty step, you're not actually charged, but you get a warning. So this was my warning. But uh, in fact, it was all innocent, uh, as, you, as you've heard. But anyway, that was our first little wrinkle. Uh, now, the next thing is qu quite <laughs> quite interesting. We got onto the uh, the shuttle. Um, you know, you, when you go on the shuttle, you you uh, you get told to you get told a number of things. One one of the things you get told is that you need to turn off your automatic headlamps. Um, and so, of course, we did all the things we were told to do. But the the steward guy said to me, "There are so many Teslas at the mo on you know, on these trains these days, and we had this experience. Now, do not." Um, he was talking to me, do not attempt to do a software update on your car while you are on the train. Is that clear? I said, oh, yeah, well, no, why would I do that? He said, well, look, we just had one guy. He tried to install an over-the-air update to, on his Tesla, and, of course, it lost its connection while it was under the um, ch channel, the English channel, and uh, the car wouldn't move. It was immobilized because the car needs to, like your phone, the car needs to finish its its software update before it can come back to life. And so it was effectively dead until it could get a connect, until it could be reconnected. Uh, and the problem for the shuttle people was that his car was the first car on the train, and it couldn't be moved. So they had to. They had to send the train all the way back to Folkestone from Calais or wherever it is over there uh, in order for him to his car to be taken off. And so everyone else could be brought back. So I bet everyone was really pleased with that Tesla owner. Uh, so uh, now they're warning everybody that you know, do, don't do that. Well, so that was quite an interesting uh, little thing. Anyway, we got over there smoothly. All went beautifully. Uh, came out the other side uh, and had plenty of charge. Well, of course, Brad didn't <laughs> have as much charge as we had in our car because of the story I've just told you. Uh, so I, what we had to do was to find out where his Tesla was sending him to get his first charge because it was different from where ours was sending him. Now, let me explain. But can you. I just jump in there though on this? I think we put up, we, as soon as we came off, we put our first destination, which was Rouen. Yes. Um, Rouen, um, which was about two hours away. Yes. Um, and I, I didn't think there was a problem at that point because I thought it's, it was, although no, no. we could get there, we were sent to the Somme. No, well, I, um, I can't. I don't want to get bogged down into what the names of the places are because we'll get lost and it will become very detailed. But 
there, there was a no there was a problem because we weren't both being sent to the same place we, 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 what we discovered that was on is, the way back i think you'll we, find no what we discovered was that we were being sent to different um charges because of course they had significant brad's vehicle had significantly less charge than ours did so what we did is we set our charger uh, our, our car we overrode look what i wanted to explain to our listeners was the beautiful thing about a tesla um is that it does all the thinking for you you don't have to do you don't have to worry about where you're going to charge as you do in other electric vehicles um the car will decide on the basis of your destination where the pl- the best place is for you to charge, uh, how long you need to charge there, and uh, whether and and it will send you to one where there are free stalls, stalls available. I mean, so uh, we had to uh, to find out from Brad where his was going so that we could all stay together, and we did that. And uh, we went to the first charging station and we had a, a very easy time. In fact, what what, what did you say, um, Chris, about what your impression was of the Tesla supercharger hubs in, in France that we experienced? Uh, ama- well, amazing. I mean, and you, some maybe some listeners will know, but I, I, I suffer from quite a lot of sort of nervousness when it comes to traveling. It doesn't mean... For any uh, no particular reason other than if I'm going on a train, if I'm going on a plane, if I'm going by, by car, I kind of get myself all worked up. But this, there was no range anxiety. Well, there never has been in the in the Tesla anyway. Um, but it was an absolute joy, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. it was a joy. We it just you put in you know each destination. It tells you. Uh, how much if you can get there if you if you can't how many you know where where it's going to take you what the percentage will be when you get there um, how much you got to get you know once charging to get to your next destination I mean it was an absolute joy Um, I did notice which is quite interesting I know in the UK they've started to open up Tesla chargers to um, other uh, non-Tesla cars I haven't come across any of those yet in the UK because we don't really have a lot of need to charge um, at charging stations, do we, in the UK? Because no. we never do enough miles. Um, but um, there were, it was interesting to see the, the number of Tesla chargers, superchargers that were at every station we went to. I mean, so many. And um, and other cars pulling up, just regular uh, electric, EVs, yeah, other, other electric, electric cars vehicles. pulling yeah. up. That, that. Yeah. So I don't think we ever had to wait at not at any station. Um, mm. We were always we able to drive up we didn't because, ever have because to wait. of the, the number. And I think I think it was Le Mans, um, you know, where, where the you know the Grand Prix is or the big mm. racing track is. And there was a few at Le, Le Mans. Not we went to a different one on the way back, but. Uh, they were all undercover, do you remember? And they were all yes. solar powered solar on panels the top. There, yeah, yeah. So they had solar panels on the top, and there's and there's they, the signs telling you where you can go to the loo, where you know picnic areas, hotels, places to get food, shopping malls, even some of the places. Well, all of them um, had was... all of them had facilities, didn't they? So you could there was always yes. somewhere you could go to the toilet because obviously they Tesla where we were in remote areas, Tesla had 
come to arrangements with local cafes, hotels, and so on to allow their customers to use it the was, toilets. It was and amazing. Get coffee. I think the thing, you know, what one thing because people talk a lot about how long it takes right, to to charge an electric car, and it seems obviously a long time compared to filling up a petrol or diesel car. But yes. actually, you 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 always find, don't you, that you've you've got less time to enjoy the you know enjoy the break. <laughs> Well, I think that's true because, uh, if, the, you know, because you, I can remember really at the beginning. Want. Yes. Hmm. If you remember when we didn't have the Tesla and we, you know, we first had electric car, I used to think, oh, what a waste of I mean, life that we have to go and, you know, stop when we don't necessarily want to stop and stop and have a cup of coffee or something to eat when I just want to get to my destination. But when you change your attitude to uh, the, the, you know, to a, towards making this a, a holiday as part of the driving and making the whole experience a pleasure. There is, as you say, that in fact, we we sometimes find that we didn't have enough time, and you'll be going, "Oh, we've got to get back because um, because the idle because charges, we, you know, <laughs> the idle charges that come on." And um, it, it, I just just thought it was amazing. You know, we 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 pack picnics if you remember for our journey. Um, because it's not easy to get um, vegan food in France. And there were even, yeah, there were even picnic vegans. tables, weren't they? All set up. Exactly. Tesla had set up picnic tables in some of them where you could just sit outside in the sun um, and and enjoy a, a, a picnic. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, we, I never, found, never felt that, uh, oh, my goodness, you know, this is dragging. I, I always found I was glad of the break, enjoyed the environment. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, so there, so there's nice to stop every two years, every two years, every two 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 hours, which is which is good anyway, because you are going to normally want to go for a, you know, for a wee probably yeah. after two hours if you've had. You well, know, certainly a I would. Or, yeah. And, well, and the heat, you know, drinking water. Um, but and I of course, think, the, the cars are just so comfortable. I mean, that because it was for for Brad and Tracy, you know, it was their first time driving in a in a, in a Tesla. And the, the cars are so comfy, you know, everything to get everything, you're the right temperature, you, you feel comfortable. It's so easy to drive. You've got autopilot helping you out uh, the whole time. It's safe. You know, you feel safe. It's just a great, great car. But it, it, what, and the roads, of course, are fantastic. In roads France, in France too. I mean, are the just roads, are, you know, yeah, yeah are just sort of a, a joyous. And in fact, I think we, you might want to say this, you might have wanted to say it, but the, um, there was at one point, because they, Tracy and Brad had the, the Y, they had a lot, because of the children, they had a lot more stuff in it. It was filled to the brim, which made it obviously a lot heavier, which made them not be able to get as many miles as we could in the three. Um, and at one point to one of the destinations, Brad um, was getting uh, a message to say that there would only be 5% when he got there um, to the destination, which kind of, because he's not used to it, sort of freaked him out a little bit and said, look, the children need to go to the loo and we, you know, I think we'll need to do a bit more charge on that. And we messaged, didn't we? Because we were going backwards and forwards messaging in our little convoy. And, and you said... To, to Brad, you know, trust the car, trust it. And he did trust it. And we got there and I think it went went up to, I think, 8%, then went back down to 5% because 
I, I think is it is it something to do with braking that you if you go if you keep under the you know within the speed limit you can put more miles back into it anyway than belting it. Well, if, no, it's not. It's not that. If you go, if you drive slower, uh, which we certainly weren't doing, we were driving at least at the speed limit. But if you drive yes. slower, you use less power. Simple as that. But what I think you're thinking of is regenerative braking. So, if when you brake in an electric car, it actually puts power. It it puts the electric motors into reverse and and puts power back into the battery. Right. So, you, so you gain maybe a percent. If you're going down okay. a steep hill, you might you might gain two percent um, in battery range. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I said to him, because I'd learned from experience, just trust the car. It, it doesn't get the calculation wrong. Uh, as long as you drive, uh, you don't sort of you know do stupid acceleration, um, and you can even accelerate automatically. Uh, you know, so the car chooses how to accelerate, how fast to accelerate, which is a good way of driving. Um, if you keep sort of to the speed limit and don't do anything crazy, you're, the car's calculation will be right. And even yes, if you, even yeah. if, and if you are, if you do drive crazily, it will tell you, you know, you need to now, you need to start drive driving it. sensibly, keep below yeah. a certain thing, thing if you want to get reach the, you know, the the, the charger. Yeah. The other thing. Well, we Tesla's... even have the same thing with it. Sorry, I mean, no, the, no, on, we even on. did it on the way back, didn't we? And, we got a little um, bit concerned. A, a and and you were going, shall we? Shall we go to another one? And we went, no, no, come on, we have to go yeah. with our own practice advice. What we, we have yeah, to practice what we preach. Yeah. So we, yeah, and we did, and we were absolutely fine. Weren't absolutely, we? like absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're brilliant. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and I can't remember what it was. About I'm sure it will come I'm sure it will come back to me but what what is great is that uh Elon Musk and uh um uh, his his sort of master plan it was so good to constant not not just do what other car manufacturers have done and uh and just gone ahead and built electric cars without making sure that there is infrastructure to charging them he actually built the best infrastructure in the world it's still by far the best infrastructure in the world it, it works easier than any other charging system and that's why all these other people particularly in france as you've rightly said um all these other he's he's opened it up and we all in the tesla community felt well why would you open it up your biggest competitive advantage is your charging stations and you're opening it up to, to comp competing EVs. Well, he's done that for altruistic reasons. I mean, he's done that because he believes that it's in, it's 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 good for us all to go for electrification. Yes. And, uh, so you know, his was the bigger, you know, the, the morally more sound approach, I think. And that's it. It shows these other people are joining the Tesla supercharger network. I think they have to pay a bit more than we do. Um, and uh, but they're gladly doing it because it's the best, you know. Yeah. So, so that it was very. Well, and the cost. And the, the cost, cost is though the actual cost per kilowatt. I think that's where they pay a bit more than we do, though. Um, but the. No, the, but I meant to, to Tesla in yeah. France. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the I mean, non-Tesla owners pay in oh, France yes, yes, more than, yeah. than Tesla owners do, um, and I think that's the right business decision uh, but i think uh, you, you know it just goes to show that uh, uh that how successful that decision to, to build his own network has been 
Um, well, actually, on that note as well, if you remember, and this didn't happen on the way home after we crossed over and we left Folkestone, we needed to stop. We hadn't had any breakfast, and so we needed to stop somewhere. Um, although the the the, um, the car was saying we could get home on it so if we mm-hmm. you know kept within the speed limit, we did get to a. I think it was Clackett Lane. I think wasn't it to stop and have some breakfast and go to the loo. Um, and there were some uh, electric car chargers there. In fact, there was a Tesla on one, and that was what what what's what. I think that was Grid Serve. I think I think that was Grid Serve. And you said, well, well, if we're stopping anyway, why don't we um, why don't we just charge? We might as well put a, yeah. you know a, you know a few miles in it. And what happened when we got when we looked at it? Can't remember. It was only three, and they're all all three. There were all there was a Tesla on one. Oh, they're all um, taken. Two, yeah. and they were all taken. Three well, that's of them. the that, mean, that's the UK charging. How ridiculous is that? UK yeah. rapid charging system is is just nowhere near crazy. Good enough. No, pathetic. The other, the pathetic. other thing uh, that's good about Teslas, uh, which I don't think it applies to any, I've owned quite a few electric cars, and I don't, it don't think it. No, I'm sure it didn't happen on any of the other cars. It when you when it knows that you're going to a supercharger, it's it it uh, preconditions the battery. Uh, oh yes. Before you get there, so by the by the time that you get there to plug in, the battery is is in the, the optimum temperature condition uh to to accept the supercharge uh so that i mean that's another amazing thing and do you remember the great surprise we had after our first two uh supercharges one at folkestone and the first one in france do you remember i do okay it was they were free they were free our charges are are electric it's a pity that brad's (laughs) stopped in folkestone i know uh, I know. but yeah those two those first two supercharges were free we found out quite by accident uh because tesla was celebrating their 10-year anniversary and elon musk had made all supercharging throughout europe for the day free for that day that was the first day oh, we didn't know did we <laughs> didn't, didn't know. i would have done a lot more supercharging had i know um so yeah so that's um that was a that was a lovely that was a lovely surprise so um, so the cost do we want to talk about i, I the, do uh... want to talk about the cost but i want to talk about it in a minute the next thing i want to say though is that both brad and i decided that we because we had no experience either of us of, of supercharging in france driving long distances we both decided to to take advantage of the new octopus electroverse app uh which supposedly uh, is supposed to give you access to all charges everywhere just using that app and we thought that would be a good backup um you know and we trust octopus we like octopus it's a nice company uh we thought we'd have that app as a backup at, for when we were perhaps in a remote area which didn't have a tesla supercharger nearby thinking about when we we're in bergerac for instance we do if we did a lot of local driving as it happens we didn't do much local driving but uh, we thought it would be useful to have that absolute waste of time uh, every time brad tried to go to one of those um uh chargers in that and in, they were at supermarkets yeah. weren't they, they were at supermarkets when, when, places like that all different yeah. they've obviously come to a deal with all these different charging companies uh they were broken they were either broken or the app didn't work so it, it's just like in the uk everything that yeah. you know, as soon as you get off the tesla supercharging network 
you are in the Wild West as far as charging is concerned. Yeah. Um, and uh, didn't work. So, uh, you know, I just thought that that was worth mentioning. Yes. Now, back to your point. Let's uh, um, wrap this up with talking about the cost. What about if we'd been, instead of having going in Teslas or, or any electric car, supposing we had been driving a petrol car? Well, first of all, what did we pay for our roughly 2,000 mile round trip? Well, I think I think we're car. probably going to I think we're going to surprise listeners in uh, uh, because it surprised us. Well, let's surprise them quickly because we're running out okay, of time. Okay, sixty pounds. So sixty pounds for one car to go there and back, roughly two thousand uh, miles. Yeah, and and I think uh, that that the equivalent because we, we did have um, another family uh, group that came in a a large. Um, diesel car and they they for the yeah. same for the same journey they paid uh 200 pounds plus um yeah. so that gives sort of gives you an idea it's a lot more economical to drive um an ev as oh, well so as well as a lot surprised. more that was amazing as well as a lot better for the environment obviously so that's it that's um that's uh that was our experience of driving of a 2000 mile uh, round trip uh, most most of the driving uh, in france it's a, a absolutely wonderful experience yeah it was um, a total joy and uh, if you you know if you, I, I know because i spoke to other tesla owners before i went there on the forums and said you know what's it like and what you need and so on and i can i can i join with them in saying don't worry if you're particularly if you're going there in a tesla you're not going to have a problem but and if you're not going there in the tesla see if you can get, make sure you get access to the tesla supercharging network i think that's a good thing to yeah. do the one thing i would do differently um is i would get uh, and i know you agree with this christine I, I i would get the little thing that you can buy for your car or you register i think for four pounds so that you can just drive through the tolls rather than having you know you did all these contortions out the window trying to take the ticket and then trying to pay every time we went through a, a toll and i don't think you found that particularly comfortable wasn't um, comfortable and no it, you, I, you know other people uh, and the, the other people in the in the fossil fuel car that i told you about they did have one of those tags much easier they just drove straight through next time i'm going to do that so that's the only thing i would do differently anyway uh, anything you'd like to add no, no, not at all. Just, okay. just to say what a wonderful experience it was. Fantastic. Again. Well, I'm going to wrap up now because we're um, just coming up to the end of our time. But uh, we will be getting back to our Florida story where we, we, we've got to discuss where we got to last time and, and, and think about uh, that. And we'll be back on air and uh, talking about that. It is an interesting story. And uh, our time there is a very, very treasured part of our lives. And we want to share that with you. We are a young podcast, although we're very old. This is a young podcast. Oh, and, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we do, um, uh, we do appreciate very much your help in spreading the word, which we, we dear listener, which we know you do. So do please uh, share uh, our podcast episodes in the, all the usual ways on social media and so on with others and uh, help us uh, build our audience. Uh, we Also, we love your feedback. Uh, we love your ideas. So do keep those coming to us. 
what you do like to hear us talk about, what you don't like to hear us talk about. Um, all of that is very, very helpful. But from, for now, um, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. A tired me. A tired me. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye for now. Bye.